This episode is brought to you by Get Mobile ID, the smart choice for MDL implementations. Put citizens in control with Get Mobile ID, fully ISO compliant and UL certified for all transaction modes. Learn more at getgroupna.com. Welcome to AnvaCast, bringing news, information, and expertise to the Anva community. Now celebrating our 90th anniversary. Here's your host, Ian Grossman. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the AnvaCast, everyone. This week, we are talking to two of our newest graduates from the Anva Leadership Academy, which was recently held. Uh, please welcome our graduates, Rebecca Plomp from Alberta and Nick Frost from Ohio. Rebecca, Nick, welcome to the AnvaCast. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ian. So uh, you're both uh, two of the recent 20 graduates of the 2023 Anvil Leadership Academy. Uh, take me back to the beginning of why. Why did you want to come to the Anvil Leadership Academy? Rebecca, you want to you want to start with that? Sure. So I first came aware about the Anvil Leadership Academy because I've had previous managers attend and they mm. came back and talked about how much they enjoyed it, how much they got out of it. And I was encouraged to apply as part of my professional development growth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And while encouraged to apply, it was something that I really wanted to do. Having been involved with AMVA events in the past, I really consider it a privilege to not only have the support to apply, but then to be selected. Mm -hmm. And in terms of timing and sort of alignment with the work I'm doing, I just started a new role. Uh, we're in the process of building our team from the ground up. So I just felt like it was really great timing and I wanted to attend and come out, of, come out of the week with some skills and tools that I could use to help build my team. Excellent. And Nick, how about you? How did it first cross your radar that the Leadership Academy existed and maybe it was something you wanted to participate in? Well, the, um, the Registrar for Ohio, Charlie Norman, who was mm-hmm. the uh, Region 3 president last year, um, yep. has has been involved in, in AMBA for a couple of years, and he recommended it to me. And, oh, and um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know what to expect, and I wasn't thrilled um, when I was, when it was mentioned to me, um, you know, anybody who's been in state government, especially, but but any, um, you know, any, any business position that you're in, you've gone through some of these leadership things and you've, and you've done some of these and the, and the longer you've been on your job, the more you have, have seen. And sometimes it seems like, you know, the flavor of the month. And so I, I was kind of reluctant. Um, but I, but you know, I, I was kind of looking forward to it, but I was reluctant at first. Um, and, uh, was, was pushed by Charlie. He, he told me that I would love it. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I had my doubts, uh, sure. but, but it, 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 it was something you know, coming back to the BMV here over the last year, it was something that uh, I kind of knew, I think, you know, down deep that I needed, you know, some, some of these, um, you know, some of the, the options that we were going to have and some of the classes that were going to be offered. Um, but I, I kind of begr- begrudgingly uh, accepted. <laughs> and so it's interesting, you know, uh, the two of you, such a different background in a sense that Rebecca has been to a lot of AMVA meetings, has been on working groups, been chair of a working group for us. And Nick, you know, maybe attended less meetings, haven't been involved in AMVA. And someone said, hey, you should go do this. So clearly you are coming in with very different expectations. I imagine Rebecca's was pretty high. I've heard people talk about this for years. This has been life-changing for people I know. And Nick's like, well, I guess I got to do this. Yeah, 100%. So. 
in some ways, it would be easier to meet Nick's expectations because there was nowhere to go but up. And Rebecca's coming up with these high expectations. So, you know, how, how did it go in terms of what you were coming in expecting versus, you know, how, how you felt the experience was? Nick, Martin, you go first since you, you know, were going in there with clearly, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My lowered expectations had nothing to do with my previous interactions with AMBA. Um, I did have limited interaction with AMBA and really have only been um, a member since I came back just over mm-hmm. a year ago. So yeah, that my expectations um, were low because of that. Um, and, and I really didn't have anybody to bounce it off of. I, as far as I know, nobody from Ohio had, has gone through the leadership Academy. So I didn't really have anything to base it off of. However, um, even had I had high expectations, because I do have high expectations in certain areas um, and, and in certain trainings, um, I still, they, it would still would have far exceeded my expectations mm. and not just the material that we covered. Um, most of it was the people. Um, yeah. Rebecca, you know, I, I think could probably speak to this as well. I, that was the first thing was the people. I was, you know, taken back, taken aback a little bit by how impressive some of our, uh, some of my classmates were in the class. And then do you put on top of that, some of the instructors, as well as the content we covered. And I just could not have been more impressed. Yeah. I, my, um, my low expectations were definitely, <laughs> were definitely not warranted. And, and I was, you know, really happy. And since I've come back, um, I've, I've not stopped singing the praises of the leadership sure. Academy. And Rebecca, you, you know, worked for and were recommended to do this by someone who was in either the first or second class. I mean, it was really early on that Roger Grove was uh, a member of the, of the Leadership Academy. So clear. And others since that you work with uh, in Alberta have been graduates of the program. Yeah, so definitely hearing from Roger and uh, Darcy Bly, who yeah. took the program as well. They came back and they talked about the praises. So I, I, I had high expectations going in and they definitely were exceeded. And, you know, to kind of echo what Nick said, the content was great, but it's really the people and the energy in that room that make it so valuable and the connections mm. that you come out of it with. So because there are lots of leaders out there and it can be, like Nick said, that sort of flavor of the month and there's just so much information, but having this opportunity to come together with other leaders and forward thinking individuals in the motor vehicle administration space just brought that energy up another level and it was it was great yeah well let's talk about some of the the content and the content that really resonated with with each of you now that it's been you know got a little bit of time to process it and think about you know in the moment, what is exciting and interesting versus now I'm back, I'm back to my daily job. Why doesn't everyone else I work with think about things this way? I've been, my mind's been opened up. Uh, How have you been able to start to bring things home? Is it something you've been able to engage with right away? Or is it something you go, okay, I got to put this on the back burner for a bit and we're going to slowly fold it in over time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of the first things that, that caught my eye on the agenda was the DISC assessment. Um, mm. In Ohio, we have done DISC assessments multiple times. Um, and there's been a couple administrations that have come through and, and we've done DISC assessments twice. And that was, I guess, one of the reasons where I was just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I've done this before. Is this going to be, is this going to be lost? Is this going to be something that I won't be participating in? And, and actually, that was probably the most impactful 
portion of the the academy for me mm-hmm. was the way it was taught. I mean, I, I've like I said, I've gone through these asse- assessments twice, and maybe the second time I just you know pencil whipped it because I'd been through it. But this this disc assessment was you know it, I had the same learning style that I had before previously taking the disc assessment. However. Um, I, I, it was the content as well as the amount of time we spent on it, realizing that it's not just how I interact with other people and how other people can drive me crazy because of their, their, their style. Um, it was that realization that I'm also driving people crazy with my style and the way I lead. (laughs) Um, and, and, you know, specifically some people that work for me, you know, during the class, it was immediate. I, it was like a light went off that I knew that, you know, as much as I am, get frustrated with other people because of their styles. People are being just as frustrated, if not more, um, by my learning style. Mm. Um, and, and realizing that and, and kind of working on that rather than just like you mentioned, Ian, why won't everybody, why, why can't everybody just communicate the way I do? Just realizing that, that it's, it's frustrating for other people um, to try to deal with me sometimes as well. It's not just a one-way street was, mm. was good for me. And then the, the other portion that I was really, um, I guess nervous or apprehensive about was the business improv course. Sure. Um, yep. Just just reading that, the, the, just the, seeing uh, those that, words on a piece yeah, of paper, and when it says, "Hey, you know, be be ready to let your guard down and be ready to be vulnerable," <laughs> I'm like, I'm already thinking like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of that. And that, you know, being on that first day um, and and getting to know Rebecca and the other teammates, that was I think essential, especially not just the information, but when we had it. It was yeah. that first afternoon and it was, you know, st- I know it was strategically placed there so we could, you know, kind of form a group and it worked. Um, yeah. And although I didn't, you know, really kind of resisted, especially at first, once I let my guard down, like Ann told us and, and you know, f- kind of followed what I was supposed to do, I ended up getting a lot of information, a lot of uh, good info out of that, as well as um, trusting the other people yeah. in, the, in the class with me. Yeah. Rebecca, the first thing that Nick talked about there with DISC is really a piece of how much leadership is about self-actualization and understanding who you are in the context. You know, how did that resonate with you, especially when you talked about earlier about who you are coming back and building a team and recognizing the type of leader that you are as you build that team? Yeah, so this was actually my first time doing the DISC assessment. So I had, you know, done sort of the homework ahead of the academy and took a look at my style and really wasn't surprised by my results. Mm. Um, Really strong on the ID and really low in the other two categories. But what resonated with me and what I've been taking back, because I've actually been sitting through interviews for most of this week, is in the back of my mind, I'm trying to to sort of say like, what attributes, what styles am I seeing? Mm. And thinking about how and being really cognizant that I don't want to just look for people who I see myself in, who look at problems the same way that I do. I want to build this, um, a team that's going to complement me and complement each other. So I think hearing from other people, over half of our class were C's. So this like conscientiousness, really analytical and reserved. And I don't, that's just not me. And how they look at things, I could just see how they how we complement each other. Mm-hmm. And what I'm also thinking about is once I get this team on board, how do I as a leader be intentional or sort of adapt my style to best to get the best out of my people? Because mm-hmm. um, not that you want to show show up 
disingenuine. Like we are who we are. This is our natural style. But as a leader, how do I adapt? Because right. I want to get the best out of my people. So yeah, it's something that stuck with me through this interview process. And I'm thinking maybe when I get my team in place, we can go through the DISC assessment together as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've done that uh, with a few teams at AMVA. And for that reason, it's, it is very valuable. You get to realize how you do have to adjust and be flexible and meet people where they are rather than, you know, you know, forcing your style, or as Nick says, you know, really driving everyone crazy with your, <laughs> your style. Did the words improv scare you as well? It's, it's a common theme we hear from classes year after year. Yeah, a little bit. And I guess Even having, as, as a strong eye, one would say maybe you might be a little bit more excited about it than than others. Yeah, I think there there's definitely two courses on there that you could tell people were hesitant about the business improv and public speaking. Mm. Um, I was more excited for public speaking improv. I didn't quite know what to expect, but yeah. I had because Darcy and Roger had taken it before I knew all about this. Yes. And and I was yeah. kind of prepared for it. So but it yeah. was really good in getting to know this group of people that sure. we had just met that morning. So I think, again, as Nick said, that timing was perfect. It really helped break down those barriers and get to know people, get uncomfortable. Um, and it was, it was good. It was great. Yeah. There's lots of takeaways there just in how you reframe sort of your way of thinking and the, and the conversations. And have you, have either one of you started to insert that into your interactions and conversations, or are you hearing things differently through a filter that maybe you wouldn't have before, you know, training your brain to think that way? Yeah, I, I definitely have. And, you know, we, we were, Rebecca and I were discussing it before you came on a little bit about uh, implementing and you got to be careful. You know, you can't just come back from a leadership academy and then try to implement everything on the same day. Of course. Um, and, you know, Rebecca's in a, in a unique spot where she's she's hiring her new team so she can use these skills without uh, pushing it on her people yet. Um, but I had a, a leadership meeting with my with my group today and I did. I don't like I said, I don't want to come on too strong on it, but I did talk <laughs> to them about coaching. Um, you know, I do a one on one meeting every other week the week that we don't have our leadership meeting, I do one-on-ones that week. Um, and it has been informal and, and, you know, after the leadership Academy, I think a little too informal, um, hmm. and, and not, not enough coaching and not enough, um, you know, check. I like to check in on my people, but as, as far as the work they're doing, um, I think sometime the coaching and one of the things that I, that I realized is delivering bad news is, is something that's, that is hard for me. I'm an mm -hmm. I as well. And, and I, mm -hmm. I tend to want to get along well with people and delivering bad news. I, a lot of times I'll do it with sarcasm or a joke when really I need to be more direct on exactly what I expect. And so yeah. I've already broke that news to my group saying, hey, next week when we meet, um, I try to go away from the, the word coaching. Um, a lot of these people have more, a lot of my employees have more experience than I do and are a little older than me. So I try mm -hmm. to I probably should have just called it a coaching session. Um, so I'm, I'm still working myself, but, but yeah, just being more And I think Rebecca hit the nail on the head, being more deliberate, being more, um, letting my people know what the expectations are and, you know, what I think that they can improve on, because if I don't tell them, they don't know. They don't know. Um, that's and, right. Yes. And that's, and that's something that I knew I needed to work on. And it's, that's something I've already tried to put back, put into motion. We talk so much about the leadership skills part of it. One of the unique things about the Anvil Leadership Academy is we try to present it in the context of our community. And one of the ways you do that is take advantage, you get to take a field trip to the Virginia DMV. Um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, and again, you're both in very different parts of the business. 
Um, how seeing another DMV in action behind their counter and how they work, um, how that ties into the growth in education of the week. Sure. So I loved that. I love that we got out of the classroom and out into the uh, DMV office and coming from my position in Alberta where we're looking at modernizing our motor vehicle registry and the service transformation, it was so beneficial to see what another jurisdiction does and be there and watch the services live. So um, I loved going through it, getting an understanding of what they're doing to modernize their service. So I came out of it with a lot of ideas. And again, it was just nice to have that interaction and learn more about another jurisdiction. Yeah. And, and Nick, you know, I know your role in Ohio is very much, you know, delivery of services to in, in the field. And so seeing another state's field office in operation must have been, you know, really more of a direct compare and contrast for you. It was a, it was a big deal. And, and you know, a, a lot of what we saw there at the Virginia DMV is what specifically my group does. Um, mm. But the differences were were obvious from the beginning and actually the second place the second station that we went to was their dmv connect where they do um where they take you know they they do um oh they travel and they issue credentials remotely mm -hmm. and we have something similar but in ohio we're not a real id only so we're able to just take the picture with a with a cell phone and then issue that credential through the mail um but one of the things that caught me um that i noticed right away was how they serve prisons Mm -hmm. And that's something that we're going through in Ohio right now. And, and to Rebecca's point, that's what a lot of this, a lot of the information I gained from this was, was about how other jurisdictions are handling the same issues that we're going through. You know, I can't go to somebody here in Ohio and ask them how they're serving prisoners because I know how we're serving prisoners and it's not, it's not as well as we should be. And so just seeing how they, and, and starting that conversation. So it wasn't just how Virginia did it, but it was also, how does Rosie do it in Colorado? You know how how to how are how are they doing it in Wisconsin and having those conversations and started realizing that there's there are other things that other ways of doing it that that not only do we not do we haven't even thought of yeah um, and it may be better and it may not be better but it's a, at least it got the conversation starting so yeah right. I thought that was a valuable tool so as you think about the week you know again it's the leadership academy how has the experience and the interactions uh, maybe shifted or altered the way you think about leadership, whether it is the type of leader you want to be or what you look for in a leader you want to follow. Um, ha, you know, I'm sure there's some areas where it further confirmed your thoughts on leadership and maybe some areas where it really changed the way you think about leadership. Yeah, I don't know if it changed the way I think about leadership, but I think it really ignited something in me. So I came back just this desire to learn more, to better myself, uh, uh, being really cognizant of the energy that I'm bringing, the mm -hmm. energy I want to bring, and you know how is that aligned? So yeah, it didn't really change my perspective on leadership, but it got me sort of re refreshed desire to, to show those skills and to build up my people. You feel like it's changed the the type of energy you want to bring. You use that word, which I think is an interesting one. And you know, we talk in the leadership academy about energy being a choice, and you're choosing your energy. You're choosing how to show up. Was that a, a mirror for you to say, okay, well, maybe there are some days I thought I was doing something, then maybe I want to do that a little differently. 
A little bit, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it was challenging sitting in a room for four days and bringing that energy. And yeah. um, and I think we all came together to sort of help each other. So yeah, I think when I uh, coming back, I am thinking about how I show up and what is the energy? How am I framing things? And maybe that comes to that yes and, instead of saying yes, but. Right. Um, and it's just, yeah, cool. it's not a great answer, but. It's okay. <laughs> Nick, well, what about you in terms of your, you know, how it's your perspective on leadership? I I would agree with uh, Rebecca when it, it, it kind of lights that fire, kind of gets you get you going when you see how impressive some of these other leaders are from other states. Mm. And you and you kind of it forces you to look at yourself and, you you know, I'm talking to Rebecca and I'm talking to some of these people that hold very similar positions to me. Um, and, you know, I, I know I had some 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 things I was able to add to the Leadership Academy, but just looking around and seeing how uh, impressive some of these people, some of these leaders already are. You know, I, I think a lot of us are, and a lot of people in this in that classroom are probably on their way to bigger and better things. Um, and that's what it takes. You know, you already have to be an impressive leader, and there's always things to learn. And that was the thing that struck me was, wow, there are some really really good leaders in this room that I could learn a lot from. And it does, it gets that fire burning. And, um, you know, kind of when you first became a supervisor, when you first got that first supervisory job, um, mm. where, where, you know, you kind of looked at things and, and how you were going to, how you were going to approach your job. It kind of reminded me of that. Um, just, just being around impressive uh, cohorts. And being around them, you know, does it feel like you have, 19 new best friends you're going to stay in touch or is it you know like you said nick you've been to some of these things before you go there you sit in class you trade business cards and you know i'll see if i see you yeah that that's not what this was like that's not what this was like i actually i will be making some phone calls for specific questions we had a we had a group email that was going before we even left um dc nice. um and has continued since we got back so um that that for sure, um, those friends, but, you know, and, and seeing people at AMBA con uh, conferences going forward is going to be, it's going to be great. Um, I spoke with our investigator who also knows Shirley um, mm -hmm. and, and talked about how wonderful she was. I said, she is wonderful. So those types <laughs> of things are, those, those things are going to be great, but in the real world, you know, actually getting work done, this will be just as valuable being able to bounce ideas off. Um, I'm actually going to be reaching out to, to somebody in our class about vision screeners that they have and that we need. So, I mean, just, just those types of things that be able to save the state a little bit of money um, all the way up to, you know, being able to see these guys going forward mm -hmm. um, and, and at, at Amber meetings going forward. Yeah. Rebecca, what does that network mean to you? Yeah. By the end of four days, you were sad to go and to say goodbye to these mm. people that you had just met. So it really did become this uh, class that became family. And we're already saying, okay, hey, when am I going to see you next? At what, where, who's going to be at region four? I'm inviting everybody to Edmonton in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what's really unique and special about this program as well is the connections that you make, being able mm -hmm. to reach out and learn more about the operations that are happening in that, that jurisdiction, um, but also just how are they showing up in this space? How are they building leaders in the motor vehicle space? What are the unique challenges from each other? Yeah. How do you keep the momentum going, both in what you've learned, mostly in what you've learned, right? You Right now, you've got all this excitement you've both talked about, come back, making sure that you don't do too much too soon. Um, not being in that classroom environment every day, any plans on how you think internally, you, talk, you both talked about igniting that fire. How are you going to keep that fire burning? Well, I've, I've 
you know, one of the things I realized pretty quickly, and I knew it, uh, but really kind of hit home when we were there is I do better work when I'm in the office. So I've been mm. in the office every day this week, um, just because it's, but that is one of the things I worried about Ian, especially coming home, you know, not wanting to let this fade, that feeling that, you know, I had all this information and I have my book sitting right here. So I have it with me at all times. Um, he's looking- he's showing us, he's showing us on the screen, right? You guys can't see it because it's a podcast, but we've got cameras. And so Nick's got a great visual, which is great for radio. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'll be a radio expert here soon. But yes, we, we had a, a, a notebook that we kept um, and I was diligently scratching notes as fast as I could every time yeah. somebody said, and most of the time, a lot of time it was from the course materials, but a lot of times it was, it was my classmates discussing. Mm. I remember Rebecca saying a couple of things. I remember Liz talking about feeling the back of your chair to make sure you're not getting too hyped up and moving too far forward. Um, and, and those are the things that have stuck with me. And those are the things that I continue to go back into this book. Like I said, I want to implement some of this stuff slowly into my team. However, I'm, I'm constantly reading over the notes I wrote to try to keep that fire burning a little bit. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I've got my leadership Academy plaque up on my desk. So that's my, you know, good reminder to keep thinking about some of the lessons we've learned, but I think it's what are those small changes that we can implement now that can become ingrained in how my team works and our team just continuing to build on that momentum. Um, one of the, the smallest things that I'm already I'm thinking about all the time was in the public speaking course. And it was just about transitioning from content to questions. And instead of saying, does anybody have any questions? You're leaving it open for no people to say no or crickets mm-hmm. and then ending yeah. with was reframing that and saying we've got time for questions who has the first question or having a question prepared in your back pocket while people think right and it's so simple but as somebody yeah. who you know presents to my team or has done public speaking I always ended with does anybody have, have any, any questions, questions? Yeah. and I will yeah. never do that again even in my interviews where I said we've got time for questions so what's your first question for me and I didn't leave it open for someone to say, no, I don't have any questions. Yeah. And it was actually, I noticed the difference. You noticed the difference. You, That's what I was going to yeah. ask you. Yeah. So something so simple that I think I will think anytime I go to do a presentation and I move into that question period, I will think about that like at that. my leadership academy. So. <laughs> yep. Well, if you're ever in the audience, I'm also going to end with, I know Rebecca has the first question. We'll try <laughs> that next week at region four. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Uh, so as we start to wrap up, you know, just thinking back over the week, is there any other reflections, observations, or if nothing else, if you had to succinctly say why you would recommend this to a colleague, what they would get out of it other than, you know, so that so that Nick's colleagues doesn't have the experience of him, which is just go to this thing and stop asking questions, right? But really, you know, why why you should go to this. How would you reflect and sum that up? I think it's all about the connections. They're invaluable. Um, You Again, learn from people who are in a similar space who are driven and forward thinking. So if you have an opportunity to take this, absolutely, hands down. Um, And to those who have taken it before, encourage others, you know, pay it mm. forward, help bring your team along and involved if it's not the leadership academy, but AMBA in general. So it's another thing I'm thinking as I come out of this is how do I get my team more involved? Excellent. 
A hundred percent. That's exactly what I was going to say is involvement in AMPA, period. Um, because just just those four days of having those conversations, it felt like a weight was lifted off my my chest because there's so many things going on. And, it's, you know, when you find somebody, whether it's in your personal life or work life, that's going through the same things as you, you automatically have that bond. And that's that's kind of what it was. It was like, oh, thank goodness. I'm not the only <laughs> one that has to worry about these contractors lying to me. I mean, I'm not going to get into the specifics, but we we all had we all ran into things where we're dealing with same contractors that are telling us yeah. the same things. And so those those connections that you have and just just realizing that I'm not alone. You know, I'm not alone yeah. out here searching around for the right answers on some of this stuff and, you know, talking to Angelique and just being like, oh my gosh, thank goodness. That, and she's, no, don't you worry. This is, we're all going through this. And, and you know, some of those people that have been through AMBA a long time, you can tell how comfortable they feel and how much they've gotten out of AMBA. So not just, you know, I think people knew when I came back at, from my attitude before I went. Um, and that's, that's me. Like Rebecca said, I choose my own attitude and I choose my energy level. Um, and, and I think people kind of picked up on that before I left. So I had a lot of questions when I got back, how mm. was it? And I think, I, I think they were surprised to say, you guys should be fighting over who gets to go to this next time. The next time we have the opportunity, you know, I'm already telling somebody who was just promoted last week into into a position that's that's um, the same as mine. I told him, I said, you don't have the leadership, the the supervisory experience that some people in this position have. This class would be perfect for you. Um, nice. I've already told our investigations administrator this class would be perfect for you, Todd. So, um, you know, I, I I think the connections and just just being involved in AMBA more um, is what. He, you know, I think you guys said it more Amba. How can I get more Amba? That's, yeah. that's really how I've been. And that's, that's, that was not what I was expecting when I went. Excellent. Love it. Well, Nick, Rebecca, congratulations. Uh, we are happy and honored to have you as Leadership Academy alumni. Uh, looking forward to continuing that connection and conversation. Really appreciate you spending time with me today to talk a little bit about your experience and for others to hear what the Leadership Academy is all about. Thanks Wonderful. so much for Thank having you, us. Thank you all for listening this week. As always, thanks to our producers, Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin. Till next week, everyone, stay well. Thank you for joining us for AmbaCast, hosted by Ian Grossman, produced by Claire Jeffrey and Chelsea Hadwin, music by Gibson Arthur. This episode was brought to you by Get Mobile ID by Get Group North America. Visit us at amvacast.podbean.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify.